America continues to be pummeled by disasters. Pastor Jack Hibbs comes under the crosshairs of atheist groups that are attacking him. Putin once again makes more threats against the West. And are we about to see the Middle East conflict go to another level? We're going to cover all of this and more on today's Prophetic Viewpoint. Let's get after it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Friday, March the 1st, 2024. We want to welcome you to tonight's program. This is End Time Headlines, news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. I am your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. And we want to welcome everybody to the program that's coming from whatever platform that you may be watching or listening from. You guys in the chat room here on YouTube or wherever, we welcome you. If you're new to the group, you're new to the page, new to the channel, whatever the case, this is your first time joining us, uh, let us know where you guys are joining us from and that you are new because we all want to acknowledge that. Um, you are family here and we welcome you to the program. And of course, guys, if you're not downloaded our free app, real quick, this is how you keep up with our ministry it is an uh, an awesome way to be right on the forefront, right at your fingertips of everything that we produce, everything that we get out, everything that we inform you of is going to be right there for your convenience. Just go to your app store, your Android store, depending on what your device is, what you have, download the app today, hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be all squared away. And of course, please do me a favor, you guys that are watching the program on YouTube and on Rumble uh, you guys are listening by Apple and by Spotify. Please share, like, hit the bell notification, do all that to able. Uh, it enables us to push uh, these programs out across these platforms so other people can be blessed as you are to watch and view these messages. So we've got a lot to cover today. So right off the bat, I'm, the first thing I want to cover is this horrific, disastrous fire that is consuming parts of Texas right now. And consequently, you've got this going on in Texas, and then you've got more disasters hitting California. In case you've not kept up with it, and listen, I don't expect everybody to do this because not everybody is a watchman like me, and that's why we do what we do is to inform you so you know this stuff. But if you've been paying attention, then you will know that America has been getting pummeled by natural disaster after natural disaster. The number of billion-dollar natural disasters last year alone established a new all-time record high for one single year. And now 2024 is here. We're, now we're, we've entered the third month of, the, of 2024, and, and the, the, the theme is continuing. It's disaster after disaster. And guys, when I hear, when I see this, it reminds me of what the prophet Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 32. And the Lord spoke, speaking through Jeremiah said, thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, disaster shall go forth from nation to nation. And again, the reason why the prophet said, the reason why the Lord impressed on the prophet to speak that is because these nations were under the judgment of God because of their refusal to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They turned from the living God. They were turning to idolatry. They were shedding innocent blood. They were committing abominations. And God, the, the Bible says that God sent forth disaster from disaster to disaster, and it went from nation to nation. Then over here uh, in the far south of the United States, the what is called the Stone Creek Fire and the Panhandle of Texas has officially become now the largest fire in the history of the state. This morning, a fiery nightmare sweeping through Texas, where smoke-filled skies and flame-torched prairies are rewriting history in the state's panhandle. The Smokehouse Creek Fire swelling to more than a million acres, scorching an area large enough to stretch from New York to Philadelphia. From above, the devastation even more jarring. Many homes now smoldering piles of rubble and huge swaths of farmland left charred and blackened. 
Smokehouse Creek, the biggest of four active fires in the state's vast panhandle, where many just had minutes to evacuate. People didn't really have time to grab anything. No, they didn't have time. There's people lost everything. Paul Blankenship now facing unthinkable loss. His mother Joyce killed after flames swallowed her home. I wasn't able to get in there to her. Another woman killed after authorities say a fast-moving fire overtook her truck. Outside Canadian Texas at the family-run Mendota Ranch, owner Jason Abraham did his best to save what he could. The view from his helicopter, grim. The majority of his 26,000-acre spread scorched. I flew my helicopter for eight hours yesterday and never saw green grass. Abraham joined other ranchers fighting the flames from the air. We're going to be running out of water here pretty soon. And but drops of water could only do so much to slow an ocean of flames. We just lost a million acres. All of my neighbors are gone. And in Fritch, Texas, a surreal scene of fire and ice with snow blanketing scorched ruins. And snow also an issue farther north. Parts of the Sierra Nevadas about to be hit with up to 5 to 10 feet. Blizzards already clogging roads and causing accidents as the country continues to cope with the wild late winter weather. Overnight, President Biden did pledge federal resources, saying that 500 personnel will be headed to the Texas Panhandle to help. That includes 100 wildland firefighters. Uh, they will be a very welcome sight here. In the meantime, this historic, now million-acre blaze sits at just 3% contained. In fact, according to the re latest report, I'm going to read this quote. The Smokehouse Creek Fire is officially the largest and most devastating fire in the history of Texas with the killer inferno burning through over 1.1 million, and this is actually probably larger than this, and these numbers have probably expanded this even from the recording of this, 1.1 million acres of land. As of yesterday, the record-breaking wildfire scorched through 1.75 million acres. I believe it said that the, this is now visible from space, and the, and the scorched land that has been scorched by this fire is the size of Rhode Island. And here's what's even more stunning. It's only 3% contained. 3% contained. It has forced thousands of people to evacuate their homes. According to CBN News, throughout the region, lamp posts are now melted. Power line posts are split in half. And homes and properties have been reduced to charred remains. It is already the second largest fire in the entire history of our country. It could surpass the largest in the history of our country. Let that resonate for a second. And even if the fire was to put it, even if the fire was put out, now the recovery would take many years because there has been so much devastation. One of the places that's been completely obliterated by this, the, this fire is called the Turkey track ranch it's one of the oldest and most historic ranches in the state of texas according to a local affiliate khou tv quote the loss of livestock crops and wildfire as well as ranch fencing and other infrastructure throughout our property as well as other ranches and homes across the region is we believe unparalleled in our history the owner said in a statement, quote, we are all completely devastated and personally heartbroken by the magnitude of this horrific event. Now, here's something else. I'm just going to throw this out out there. Well, two things. One, when I'm looking at this, watching this on the news, reading the information about this, seeing the reports, I'm immediately brought back to the fire, or I should say fires, plural tense, that just consumed large swaths of land in Hawaii. Remember that? And it and it, what did it do? It melted lampposts. It it left cars completely look like they had uh, had gone through a nuclear holocaust. I mean, it completely melted metal like it was candle wax, and 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 it's still and to this day it's shrouded in controversy and conspiracies. And here we are again. Now you couple this with. How many disasters have we seen that has that has struck livestock, poultry uh, industries, 
any kind of food industry. Think about it, guys. We have reported on this multiple times on our main website, through these podcasts, through our information sources and all this stuff that we give you. We talk about all these uh, these uh, dairy farms that are hit, turkey and poultry farms, chicken farms, where they produce eggs, where they produce cattle, and they suddenly and, mis- and mysteriously catch on fire. This literally just happened a couple weeks ago, and it just keeps happening like every week. Massive, uh, devastating fires that are consuming these uh, these food plantations and these facilities. I'm going to throw this out there. Did you know, and you guys in Texas know this, but you guys don't live in Texas, may not know this, 85% of the cattle in the state of Texas, guess where it's at? In the panhandle. There has been video footage that's already been circulated revealing cattle being burned to death. It's being shared all over the place on TikTok, Instagram, as long as it remains. I'm sure that it'll be censored, no doubt. Even the Agriculture Commissioner, Sid Miller, is estimating that tens of thousands of cattle have already been killed. Now, how convenient is that? That they keep warning us about, I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, get, let me get the tinfoil hat. Let me get the tinfoil out, wrap my head up. But we've been warned. How many times have we been warned about meat consumption? We need to reduce meat. We need to, there's coming, you know, all these food hikes, inflation, all this stuff. And here is yet another disaster in America that is wiping out huge portions of meat. State Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller spoke to Reuters recently, and he said that, quote, it's almost like gasoline when it goes up, adding, quote, we have now lost over a million acres in the panhandle. Miller went on to, uh, to say in this interview that even if we put this fire out, that the cattle that do survive are not going to have anything left to eat. Let me read this quote, quote, feed supplies are scarce for surviving cattle because the fire destroyed grazing lands and bins holding crops like wheat and corn. Let me say that again. Remember what I told you. Come on, you guys are smart in that. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know, all of these, these uh, factories, these plants, these Ranch ranches and all this stuff that's been consumed, burned down, caught on fire, destroyed. And it's been going on for it's going on for the last 12 months has been historic. And of course, the mainstream media won't tell you anything about it. They're just completely silent on it. You might get a little blip here and a blip there. But for us who are paying attention to this, it's happening. Now, this this man. Is warning And telling us that food supplies, the feed supplies, are scarce for surviving cattle. Why? Because this historic fire has consumed the grazing lands and the bins in which holds the crops like wheat and corn to feed the cattle. So not only are these these precious cattle losing their lives by the tens of thousands but now the ones that do survive are now going to die because of starvation because the, 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 these ranchers don't have any food because it's all been burned up. So I can't imagine, guys, I can't imagine the, the, the rush in the state of Texas right now for, for, for meat, for beef, for steak, for hamburgers, for anything like, I'm telling you, I guarantee you the, and I don't, I've never, I'm going to say something that's really sad. I've never been to the state of Texas. I have got to break that record soon. I've got to get down to the state of Texas, but never been there physically, but I've got friends that live there. I've got people that we've got a lot, a lot of our supporters are from the state of Texas. I mean, I guarantee you in the chat, hit me up in the chat. Let me know. Are you from Texas? If you're from Texas, type in our TX or Texas. Let us know that you're from the state of Texas. Let us know. Guys, listen, we need your feedback. What's going on down there? That the mainstream media is not telling us. Because listen, when things were happening in Hawaii, 
We had to get there. There was people that it was in ground zero telling you the truth of what was going on. And it wasn't we weren't relying on the mainstream media to give us and feed us the same narrative. Okay, so we want to know what's really going on down in the state of Texas. Are you are you seeing this as people are? Are they rushing to get beef? Are they stockpiling beef down there? What's it look like down there with you guys? Where are you at? Are you close to this? So you've got this going on in the South. Then you got to the West Coast. You've got this crippling blizzard that forecasters are warning this weekend could literally bury people in 10 feet of snow. 10 feet of snow. Now, we're not talking about up north, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Buffalo, uh, the, the, the Great Lakes of Michigan. No, we're talking about the West Coast. Let me read this quote, a crippling blizzard is expected to pummel the mountains in California, Nevada late this week and into the weekend, dumping the largest snow of the season so far. By the time it's all over, the highest elevations could be buried under 10 plus feet of snow. Now stop. Time out. I know some of you are going to say, well, Brother Ricky, that's not really a big deal because this happens at times. But you've got to remember the timing of this. This comes... This disaster is following the atmospheric river that the, the, the Californians just experienced that brought record flooding in places like Beverly Hills and Los Angeles and all those locations over there. Now, the, this, this is worrisome in, on two, two folds here, two, two, two reasons. One is because the sheer mass of liquid and fluid, uh, the, the, the amount of water that's going to come from this. And remember, we talked about how we talked about there was some experts that warned that the amount of water puts pre, you know, that type of water, that amount of water puts that can put pressure on seismic fault zones and fault lines. How be it the uh, San Andreas? Uh, what is it? The Hayward Fault? These, these faults in uh, over there on the West Coast. And when they put pressure on them, it could trigger a major earthquake and even a tsunami. According to the report, the worst of the storm will be felt across the Sierra Nevada mountain range. The event is now getting underway Thursday, but will strike or will reach its peak starting Friday and last through the weekend. That's right now. We're in it. With a major winter storm like this, wind gust over the Sierra ridges will easily exceed 100 miles an hour, creating intense blizzard conditions that could last for days. In Northern California are preparing for a massive snowstorm. Yeah, the National Weather Service has issued a blizzard warning through Sunday for a large stretch of the Sierra. Some parts of the region could see up to 10 feet of snow by this weekend. We're expecting snow rates of two to five inches per hour. There could be accumulations of 12 feet when this is over on Sunday. So we're expecting a tremendous amount of snow here. A blizzard is definitely the right term for this. People are trying to get some last minute skiing in today because even some ski resorts, Sierra Tahoe is already closing in advance of the storm. That's how bad they think this is. And they also think that it's going to be hard to measure because there's going to be very windy on the passes. We could see hurricane-force winds 100 miles per hour, and that's going to cause gigantic snowdrifts, making the total snowfall amount kind of hard to measure. It's even being reported by one local affiliate that there was a wind gust recorded of 120 miles an hour that was recorded on Ward Mountain uh, yesterday. They're warning now that they could see snowfall rates of up to five inches per hour possible. Local residents in California and in Nevada are being warned that communities may be isolated for an extended period of time and snowfall totals in the worst hit locations could actually reach 15 feet or 180 inches. Now I'm going to move, I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to move on to another story that I found interesting. Uh, This uh, this came out this week. We reported on a little bit, but uh, and I love this guy, man. This guy is the epitome of what pastors should be like in today's uh, church. Uh, I love his his uh, bravery. I love his uh, his strength and his tenacity, and that he just does. He's like a modern day Elijah. He doesn't back down despite 
all the kickback, the threats, uh, all of that stuff. And of course, I'm talking about Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Well, something happened. Um, Pastor Jack Hibbs was recently invited to pray before the Congress. And uh, we're going to show you the clip, of course, when he was praying this. Oh, I'm telling you, his prayer unleashed the gates of hell. Now, I don't mean he did it. I'm talking about what when he prayed, it literally stirred up every devil in Washington. Devils manifested. And they were foaming at the mouth because of the nature of this pastor's prayer. So let me pull this up. We're going to listen to this prayer together. All right, here we go. Check it out. Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Together we come before you in humility as a people in need of your forgiveness, your mercy, your goodness, and your grace. For these 250 so years, our fathers in this Congress have prayed for your guidance and protection. And so we stand here in humble petition that you today might do the same, that this nation and its unparalleled constitution, your great gift to all freedom-loving people, might be renewed here and across this land as a beacon of hope to all who seek peace. I ask you today, Father, to bring to us a great awakening of righteousness and confidence. In that, uh, that's an awesome prayer right there. A great awakening of righteousness. Come on. In you, who alone is mighty to save, hear my cry in this hour of great need that we might be humbly blessed before you in the repentance of our national sins. Wow. You, almighty God, are the source of all wisdom, and there is no wisdom but that which comes from you. So please come upon those here who are the stewards over the business of our nation with your wisdom, which comes from above, and with your holy fear, knowing that your coming day of judgment draws near. But, uh, do you hear that? I mean, this guy's covering it all, guys. He's not getting up, giving us some cotton candy cute prayer that doesn't mention the name of Jesus, that doesn't mention repentance, that doesn't mean, mention judgment, that doesn't mention the need to turn back to God. He is cover, He is nailing it on all aspects. The need of a Savior, the need of repentance, the need of righteousness, the need to, to turn back to the living God, the warning of coming judgment. I love it. This, and that's why every devil in hell got stirred up in, come on, in that stronghold of Washington. Let's, let's go on here. When all who have been and are now in authority will answer to you. And now he's calling out the leaders. He is in prayer. He just put all these leaders on notice that they will all stand before a living God and give an account for their actions. And this is why it stirred these people up, man. I'm telling you that it stirred these devils up. The great judge of heaven and of earth for the decisions that they make here in this place. I offer this prayer to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Son, your Son, and our crucified Savior and resurrected Lord. Boom. Wow. Let me, I, I got to hear that again. Listen to that. Listen to how he closes his prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Son, your Son, and our crucified Savior and resurrected Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on. That's that's how you pray right there. That's the kind of prayer that I'm telling you will it will rattle the cages of the religious and it will con it, it will convict the atheist. In fact, let me show you another article that just came out yesterday. It we can venture to say, listen, guys, if you're going to pray something like that and he knows this, if he was if I put him in here and we did a podcast together, he already knew that there was going to be. A re there was going to be consequences that the enemy was not just going to sit back and allow him to pray such a prayer and there not be come on repercussions to it and so i'm not surprised by this headline quote the irs is urging that his church 
would lose its 501c3 tax exemption. Why? Because he allegedly endorsed Steve Garvey. Let's see what this is about. According to the report, an atheist group is calling on the Internal Revenue Service to remove the tax-exempt status of a prominent Omega uh, C Mega Church. I, I don't. I think that's a typo. It should be a prominent mega church. After video footage surfaced of its pastor endorsing a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate from the pulpit, the Freedom from Religion Foundation and advocacy, an advocacy group that supports a staunch separation between church and state, of course, wrote a letter to the IRS Tuesday, asking the government agency to revoke the tax-exempt status of the Southern California-based Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. The letter cited comments made by Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills Pastor Jack Hibbs on Sunday as the justification for the demand. Quote, I want to publicly right now today encourage all of you to vote for Steve Garvey. Hibbs told his congregation, voicing his support for the Republican former Dodgers star, quote, you've got to vote for Steve Garvey. Uh, Let me read on, quote, I just remembered it's against the law for me to say that in the pulpit, he added, stepping out in front of the pulpit as a public citizen. Steve Garvey is not only one of the greatest baseball players of all time, but we want Steve Garvey to represent us in the Senate. So Steve Garvey is your only guy on the ballot, quote, so there, so there, that was legal, he continued as he returned to the pulpit. I just had to move from here to there. So again, guys, let me let me paint this picture for you. So what he did was instead of being behind the pulpit to endorse this candidate, he stepped out from behind the pulpit as a citizen to endorse him, but not as a pastor. Now, again, I I don't when as far as legal ramifications, all this it goes over my head. I'm sure there's going to be attorneys involved, and I I don't think this thing. Is going to go through. I don't think they're going to strip him of his 501c3 stuff. Look, guys, I'm just thankful that I don't have to talk. That I don't have to worry about that stuff. In 2010, when we launched End Time Headlines, I was in prayer and I felt the Holy Spirit spoke to me directly and said, do not be a 501c3. Uh, I'm telling you, I had multiple, I had several pastors uh, oh, you got to be a 501c3. You've got to be a nonprofit. You'll never, you'll never succeed. You'll, you'll never flourish. You'll never get off. If you're not a 501c3, you'll never have anybody support you. Well, I'm here to, to tell you guys that here we are 14 years later and we, um, we, we are very blessed to have a partner base that, that helps us, supports us, that stands behind us and they understand and they know that we are not a 501c3. Now you may say, well, why do you not want to be a 501c3? Why? Because I do not want the government intruding on my messages. I don't want the government running a fine tooth comb over what I preach and what I say and try to dictate and try to tell me what I can and cannot preach. A and B to try to shut me up from preaching it and come after my ministry. So listen, we pay taxes on every penny, every cent that is given to us. Not only do we tithe, we tithe, we give, we, we come on, we tithe, we give unto the Lord, but then we render to Caesars what is Caesars, but it keeps the government at bay. It keeps them out of our business. And I'm not, and again, I'm not bashing uh, Brother Hibbs for that. He has to do what he's got to do. But I'm just telling you for us, for our ministry, we are not a 501c3. And this was one of the main reasons because I knew where we were going. I saw it. The writing was on the wall all the way back then, 14 years ago. And look what's happening here. It reminds me, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. When you go into the book of Matthew, Jesus warned us. He says, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as as doves. And he tells us, beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogue. So today, uh, there is still synagogues out there. A lot of our Jewish brothers and sisters, they may attend synagogues. But for us, most of us will use the term churches, so we can use that here. In other words, men will persecute you in churches, in your own church. They will hate you for what you preach, what you teach, your standards, your morality. It convicts them. They don't like it. 
They don't like what you preach. They don't like that you convict them of their sin. They don't like that you call out this stuff. And then the Lord says, you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. And that's exactly, that's the case with Brother Hibbs here. Uh, he, He went before governors. He went before Congress. He went before senators. He went before these people in high authority and high positions. And it's interesting, the Lord says, when they deliver you up, now in this in this context, he's talking about true persecution, when they arrest you, and they bring you before counsel, they bring you before trial, he says, don't worry about how or what you will speak, for it shall be given unto you in that hour what you shall speak, for it is not you that shall speak, but the Spirit of the Father who will speak through you. So um, anybody that's filled with the Holy Spirit can discern that uh, the the speech, the prayer, I should say, it, it, the, the prayer that Jack Hibbs gave there in Washington was absolutely Holy Ghost inspired and and motivated. And again, because he touched on all these points, he 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 said, "There's basically our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." He talks about the God in heaven. He talks about the need of righteousness. He talks about the needs of repentance. He talks about the importance of knowing that you're going to stand before a God of heaven and be judged on the actions, on the decrees and the legislations that the people that he was standing in the presence of would pass through bills and come on and through legislation. And they would be held accountable to that on the day of judgment. It's no wonder that all these devils in hell be, come on, begin to manifest. And here we are. And they're look, I'm telling you, they'll look for every little thing. And now here we are with this ridiculous story where this atheist group, is coming after him, coming after his, trying to strip him of his 501, 501c3 status. Look, I know, listen, I'm, I'm pretty sure based on this guy's backbone and the courage that he has in the Lord and his faith, that even if it came down to that, it's not going to, it's not going to move him or it's not going to cause him to flinch. He's going to keep preaching the gospel and he'll just be in a position like we are and people will still support him and people will still come on, continue to uh, stand behind him. All right. Now let's, let's go into the whole, uh, in Matthew 24, Jesus said there was, there shall be wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, of course we know Russia has been at war with Ukraine for what was it's been two years now i've done lost track it's, it's hard to believe it's been that long but this thing is going on for months and months and months and there's been track a uh, trackway given here there's been some leeway given here there's been massive amounts of loss uh, of lives lost on both sides it's it's just become a, a mess and now some there's been some interesting developments that has transpired over the past 24 hours that I want to tell you about. I don't know if you saw this, but this was very chilly when I saw this. As soon as I saw this article, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Listen to this quote. This is from the Telegraph. Russia may have just carried out its first direct action against the West. Now, what is this about? According to the report, the threat to undersea infrastructure, like every other threat just now, is increasing. Only a few weeks ago, the Houthis so adaptly disrupting commercial shipping in, uh, in, a, in a checkpoint in the Mideast declared that they were going to add undersea disruption to their playbook. Quote, they said they would target the submarine cables that run through the Bob El Mandib between Asia and Europe. I probably slaughtered that, but we're going to go on. Many commentators, including, uh, and again, this is coming from the writer who, according to this, is Tom Sharp of The Telegraph. He says that many uh, commentators, including himself, thought that despite increasing Russian presence on the ground there, this is known from phone intercepts. The Houthis lack the expertise to do this in a way that wouldn't be immediately obvious while it was happening. Now, he goes on to say that reports, however, have suggested that this judgment may have been premature. As with all undersea disruption, establishing what has happened is hard. For example, it is not yet clear whether it was four separate cables 
uh, or just one that was severed. Internet monitoring firm NetBlocks confirmed services uh, have been disrupted. CECOM likewise reports cable issues, but apportions uh, no blame. Flag Telecom founder and Telecom's entrepreneur said on his social media accounts that it was, quote, confirmed the cables had been cut. Now, what are we talking about? Again, there is these underwater under the the uh, under the sea here these submarine cables this is like this would be kind of like ethernet where it it allows transmissions to come and communications to travel so when you sever this just like if you were to cut a fiber line to internet it severs communication so somebody has just severed these lines again that, that connect between asia and europe now, according to this writer, as well as other opinion uh, pieces, say that the Houthis, is who they're officially trying to blame for this, he is saying that they don't have the know-how or the capability to be able to carry out this. Likewise, thus, listen to me. Now, here it goes. Ready? This is why they're blaming Now they're trying to put the blame on, you guessed it, on Russia and Putin. Meanwhile, you've got French President Emmanuel Macron, who literally made this stunning statement, wherein which he said that, quote, nothing is ruled out, including the use of Western troops to stop Russia from winning the Ukraine war. In a recent report, French President Emmanuel Macron has openly discussed the possibility of sending European troops to Ukraine to help Kyiv win the war against Russia. According to the report, this is a potential major escalation to the largest ground war Europe has ever seen since World War II. Macron was immediately questioned about this, and he told reporters that, quote, nothing should be ruled out. He said that, quote, we will do anything we can to prevent Russia from winning the war. Now, of course, Putin got wind of this and he immediately responded. I'm going to read this, quote, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned the West of the risk of nuclear war if they indeed send their own troops to fight for Ukraine, saying that Moscow had the weapons to strike Western targets. In his annual State of the Nation address on this past Thursday, Putin said claims that Russia intends to attack Europe are, quote, nonsense, but warned that his country may strike Western countries with nuclear weapons. So this is yet another threat of a nuclear war. In his speech, Putin actually referenced Emmanuel Macron in his in his recent uh, statement that he made. Let me read this quote. Everything they are coming up with now with which they threaten the entire world, all this really threatens a conflict with the use of nuclear weapons and therefore the destruction of civilization. Don't they understand this or what? This is coming from Putin. Quote, they must ultimately understand that we also have weapons and they know about it. Just as I now said, we also have weapons that can strike targets on their territory, he warned. And by the way, there was a chilling... uh, article that came out uh and this was the title vladimir putin's nuclear targets mapped 14 u.s locations in russia's crosshairs what are these locations according to the report here are the 14 locations in the crosshairs in the event of a nuclear attack by russia the pentagon a naval station in norfolk Comfort Suites, Kings Bay Naval Base Area, Barksdale Air Force Base, Whitman or Whiteman, however you pronounce it, Air Force Base, the U.S. Strategic Command, VLF Array, Lualawai, however you again pronounce that in Hawaii, the Kirtland Air Force Base, the 21st Force Support Squadron, Warren Air Force Base, Minute Air Force Base, Hill Air Force Base, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Naval Radio Station, Jim Creek. Again, what are we talking about? These are these 14 U.S. locations in Russia's crosshairs if, if and when they were to carry out such a strike. Here's another report. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin believes a war between NATO and Russia will become inevitable 
if Ukraine falls and Putin is not stopped. Listen to that. U.S. Defense Secretary saying here that if Russia is not stopped and Putin is not stopped, then he said that, quote, a war between NATO and Russia will become inevitable. You Guys, are you hearing this rhetoric? Again, there will be, come on, let, talk to me, guys. Wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. All right, now let's shift gears. Let's go over here to the Middle East. I want to show you some new uh, new developments that's going on that, uh, that we need to know about, we need to be paying attention to, and we need to be praying about. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Listen to this, quote, Iran plans for terror during Ramadan. They're calling this October 7th, part two. According to the report, Defense Minister Yov Gallant on Tuesday warned that Iran, Hezbollah, and Hamas are trying to use Ramadan to inflame the region so as to achieve another disaster such as October 7th against Israel. According to Gallant, their hope is to provoke Palestinians in the West Bank, Hezbollah, and Arabs and Muslims across the region to attack and turn the rage on Israel. Using the Temple Mount and tension in the West Bank as an excuse. The defense minister has been a, a leading voice for smashing Hamas and earlier in the war, try to persuade the war cabinet to launch a preemptive strike on Hezbollah. Then uh, we have another report of Egypt that is continuing to warn of, quote, catastrophic repercussions if Israeli or is if Israel attacks Rafah. According to the report here, Egypt warned on Tuesday that Israel's planned ground invasion of Rafah in southern Gaza would have, and I quote, catastrophic repercussions for peace in the Middle East. Foreign ministers from Arab League countries told the UN, UN's Human Rights Council that some nations were turning a blind eye to the suffering in Gaza. Look at this headline, quote, the United States is moving and has moved to stop Israel's invasion of Rafah. So now the Biden administration is pressuring Israel to tell them to not continue in this war. So, folks, listen to me. We, you know, uh, we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot on our plate. And we are nearly, we're close to about one month away from the great American eclipse that's got the attention of the whole world. We're, we're almost a month away from that. And here we are. We've got these disasters that continue to pummel America. We've got persecution that's increasing against pastors, against uh, people that are speaking out. Guys, we, you know, as you know, we we're not uh, we don't have a brick and mortar church. We have a platform on social media, but Facebook, we've we've had to completely go off Facebook. They've completely they put us in, in the red they they've restricted us from streaming. We no longer we don't even share content there anymore. We only we only give you announcements there and tell you to come over here and watch the broadcast or, or follow us on Telegram. Um, so it, the, it it's again they're clamping down. They're trying to silence the voices. They're trying to silence those who again are what I call uh, the voices crying in the wilderness. And it's going to keep going. And now we have these. The, you know, we have these these con these world conflicts that are reaching these all time boiling points. There's, uh, in the Middle East, you got Russia, you got Ukraine. So we again, I want to I'm going to pull this back up here. I want to show you this. I always want to emphasize. Look what Jesus said here in Matthew 24, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Again, this is verse six, Matthew 24 six. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet so guys we i believe the church has still got a commission to accomplish we god has the, the jesus christ has not returned yet and it's and it's and there and and i don't want to get into all this of why and you know because the, there's it's it's multi-factored okay i could take you to acts 3 and show you that heaven is restraining christ until the fulfillment of all things spoken of by the prophets since the beginning of the age I can show you that. I can show you where, you know, in James 5, it says that the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth until it receives its early and latter rain. The, pro the, the point I'm trying to make here is, 
Guys, we, uh, we're still here for a reason. The reason why that trumpet hasn't sound, listen, we can become discouraged or we can become encouraged. Let me say that again. We can become discouraged or we can choose to become encouraged. We can become discouraged because we're still here. We have to go through this. We have to see through this and we have to endure to the end and the same shall be saved. And, and we could just wallow around in that or we can become encouraged and see this as an opportunity like never before to go into the highways, go into the byways and compel them to come into the house of the Lord and compel them that we are in the last days. We are in the 11th hour, that we are in the last ticking seconds of the clock. And it's almost the midnight hour. And come on, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord of the Lord of Lords is coming back. So I want to challenge you today. If by chance you may have stumbled into the broadcast, somebody invited you in you i don't know how you got in here maybe the youtube actually showed us it showed you our content uh and you're in here and you don't know the lord or maybe you're in this room you're in this you're watching you're listening and you're away from the lord i want to pray for you you don't know the lord you're away from the lord because here's the bottom line the most important thing you could do in your life guys is not just be informed but you need to be come on born again you need to have come on your name in the lamb's book of life in the registry of heaven therefore that way no matter what comes wars calamities disasters your heart stops beating whatever that you you know that you are right with the lord and you have that assurance that you have that blessed hope. So come on, won't you pray with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of our precious listeners, the viewers that are watching, those that are watching, those that are listening, whatever platform they're on, right where they're at, in their car, in their vehicle, in their home, in their office, wherever they're watching, listening, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would begin to draw them to repentance. Lord, convict them, and Lord, I pray that they begin to open their mouth and repent of their sins. In the book of Acts, when when the conviction of the Holy Spirit fell upon the people and the multitudes, Peter stood up on that day, and they asked him, they said, what must we do? And Peter stood up and said, repent, therefore, and, and, and repent and turn from this perverse and wicked generation and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I challenge you to do that today. If you're watching, you're listening today, just come on, just repent of your sins. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Ask him to come and live on the inside of you through the precious Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you and lead you into truth all the days of your life. Come on, won't you, won't you do that today? I pray that today, Holy Spirit, have your way with them right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Father, I pray for everyone that may have been away from you or just came to the Lord. I pray for them. I pray that you would, Lord, seal them, protect them and keep them and guide them all the days of their life. Lord, may you lead them to a, if possible, in their area to a Bible-believing, spirit-filled, doctrinally sound church. If there is no one in their area, there is no church like this. I pray that, Father, we that they would be welcome to this gathering of ecclesia, this church gathering, this family home. We welcome them today. We welcome you today. We love you, and we want to uh, we want to celebrate because all of heaven is rejoicing, and even the presence, uh, even in the presence of angels, for one sinner that comes to the Lord. Come on. And everybody said, amen and amen. Listen, guys, uh, it's been great to be with you this week. We've been here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and today we've went a whole full week of podcasting this week. Uh, we're going to sign off for tonight, but again, don't forget guys, download our free app. If you don't have it yet, get it on Apple, get it on Android, hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go. Also, if this ministry blesses you, equips you, encourages you, informs you, all of the above, you call this your church home, whatever your relationship is with this ministry, we just pray that you would allow the Holy Spirit to, 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 to do what he wants you to do, do what the Lord would have you to do. We're, we're not twisting your arm. We don't manipulate you. We don't, we're, we're not selling anything to you. Again, if you've been blessed by our ministry and you want to support us, partner with us, we want to give you two different ways to do that. You can do it electronically through the app or through the website, or you can give by check or money order right there on your screen. You can make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Again, 
I, we're going to keep, you're going to keep hearing me saying this. If you guys are coming from Facebook, if you want a place where you can gather in a community like Facebook, but without censorship, shadow banning, and all that other nonsense that goes on over there where they dictate and control what you can and cannot say, we need, we want you to come on over here and join us on Telegram. You say, well, Brother Ricky, I'm, I'm kind of old. I don't know how to do that. Listen, we, it's easy. Well, Brother Ricky, they, they require a phone number. Yeah, and so does Facebook. Well, my device says it's not safe. Guys, listen, the only time it ever says that is when, you, when we share our link on Facebook to come over to Telegram, it prompts a link from Facebook telling you it's not safe. That, that should give you a clue right there. Facebook doesn't want you leaving their platform. Listen, I don't have time to preach about that. I could, there's whole, listen, there is documentaries on Netflix that are hour long and, and, and it, and it, they go into an in-depth, uh, documentary and expose on how these social media outlets get you hooked in and they will do everything they can to keep you as a prisoner there. They, and, and listen, that's not the case in Telegram. We've got over 30,000 followers now on Telegram. It's exploding. It's growing. You need to come over there. Uh, uh, listen, step out of the boat. I know, guys. Listen, I'm getting older, and as you get older, you get comfortable in your ways, and you like you like routine. But listen, the, the, the ship is sinking. The once Titanic of Facebook has hit the iceberg a long time ago. And people, we have been warning about this. People for a long time now has gotten their life jackets and they're jumping off that nonsense. They're getting off of that ship. Come on, called censorship. They're jumping off of that Facebook Titanic. They're getting, and the life jackets here. We're offering you the life jacket. We're offering you the community. We're offering you all the blessings that you had on Facebook before all that that nonsense, that tyrannical dictatorship that is clamped down on all social media outlets. We don't have that on Telegram. We can speak and do whatever. We, it's free. We love it there. So again, I want to encourage you if you if you want to follow our ministry, social media wise. Yes, you've got the app. Yes, you've got YouTube. But I'm telling you, you need to come to Telegram because the day will come, friends, just like I warned you on Facebook, the day will come. We will not be able to be streaming here on YouTube. So we're, we're going for alternatives. We just we ask you to look, get the app, go to Telegram, get us on Rumble, get us on YouTube. And you can't go wrong. You're, you're going to you're going to keep up with this and you're going to go where we're going. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. But we want you to know where we're at, where you're going to find us. Uh, and keep, you know, uh, where we're going because we're going to move forward regardless. And we want to do what's best for our ministry to preserve that and to be the mouthpiece and the voice crying in the wilderness in these times that we're living in. So listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. That's our main website. All that's there. We're going to sign off for today. Uh, we'll be right back here on Monday, Lord willing, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Until then, May the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance be upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.